0: Uh, Anthony Radich now joins us here in the uh, broadcast position at Macedonia Park ahead of the big game tonight, Perth Glory against a Brisbane Roar. And we welcome people to come down. It's kickoff is 7.30. It's 10 past five now, so you've got plenty of time to get down there. It's cooled off a bit and it's a great setup here at Macedonia Park. How are you going, Anthony? I'm going really well, Peter. I'll just put you on there. <laughs> great to see you.
1: Yeah, you too, Peter. Thanks for having me.
0: Now, uh, I, I want to talk to you about the, the sanctions. Let's... It's, I know you're you're in a very difficult situation because you're CEO of one of the A-League clubs, but uh, you know just generally your thoughts on it today.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, I certainly listened um, intently to what you have just had to say there and uh, very strong opinions. Um, Look, I have to say it probably was surprising. I think probably the the majority of of football fans and probably sporting fans alike probably did expect a a points deductions type sanction. I think that was probably um, what was expected. Um, Surprising that hasn't been uh, forthcoming. But um, I think that um, what has been handed down has struck at the heart of the root cause and the root cause here were a bunch of uh, a minority at the end of the day who really aren't football fans and who aren't Melbourne Victory fans so I do I do feel for Melbourne Victory in that regard because mm. I don't feel that you know yes the club has to take some responsibility uh, they are hosting these fans and, and, and the people that, that attend and the like so they do have some responsibility for who, who actually walks in the door um, but at the end of the day these people weren't there for Melbourne Victory they weren't there for football they're to create problems and um, I think they have been dealt with very strongly in terms of the life bans I think there's been 17 life bans oh, sorry one life band, 17 bans issued yeah. from 10 to 20 years so um, haven't messed around with those people
0: and hopefully we don't see the likes of those people at our games ever again okay saying that you know when I look at uh, Melbourne Victory they are one of the big clubs uh, in the A-League there's no question about that when you mm-hmm. look at their membership numbers yeah. and where they're at had this been Perth Glory Newcastle Jets Wellington Phoenix Maybe MacArthur, maybe Central Coast. I reckon it would have been looked at differently, Anthony. And I can honestly say that. I can honestly say that. Look what happened when the Glory got hit with that salary cap breach. You were nowhere near the club then. Mm -hmm. Uh, But look at the ramifications that were placed on the Perth Glory then. I've got a feeling, and I'm not convinced, I I applaud the FFA with the 17 individuals and the three life bands. They've done an enormous job to highlight those individuals, and they've done an enormous job to look at exactly how much uh, financial hit they should uh, go for when it comes to Melbourne victory. But I I still... Call it the pessimism in me, but I still feel, had it not been Melbourne victory and a lesser club, then it may have been a different scenario. Saying that, football needs to move on from this, don't they?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, it does. Hopefully, this is a line in the sand, and hopefully, um, it's the last. It's like James said today, it's probably the the darkest day in the A-League era um, for this to occur, on top of, you know... um, what was swirling around at the time? It was just, yeah, a really, um, an ugly incident that really made everyone feel really sick in the stomach. I remember that night when that actually mm. happened. I think, you know, the commentary flying around, everyone felt ill. You know, it really did make, and especially coming off the back for such a a great period that preceded that with the socceroos and the World Cup. And, you know, um, you know, people had got behind the socceroos and got behind football, so it felt like we were riding a little bit of a crest of a wave and then to you know, the next few weeks that to follow um, was really a fall from grace that we, the sport didn't need.
0: Okay, give us your thoughts on the temper of bedshed text machine. Love to hear from your thoughts. Am I a bit too strong or do you agree, disagree? 0487 736, 736. 0487 736 736. I'd love to get your thoughts on the sanctions that were handed down today. Anthony, let's have a look at tonight. Uh, I... Uh, recorded a chat with Ruben Zadkovich earlier today. Of course, he's got uh, his commitments uh, in the rooms leading up to this game that kicks off at 7.30 tonight. That was a good result the other night against the Western Sydney Wanderers. There was a lot of conjecture, a lot of sort of media speculation that everything wasn't right in the change rooms. We knew that was a fallacy because I thought the performance on Saturday night showed some real heart.
1: Absolutely. It was, um, you know, to be honest, something unexpected. Um, and But to, the way we played from right from the, from the whistle to the end with the intensity we played at, and I think we had uh, under 10 under 23s mm. out there, Peter, um, and some phenomenal performance by some of the younger kids. And, you know, we had uh, Cameron Cook with his first appearance in goal. Um, they were second on the table, you know, uh, second for most goals scored, um, second best for goals conceded. Least goals conceded, sorry. So, um, you know, backs against the wall and uh, we had a couple of big outs. You know, we had uh, Mark Beavers out, who's been probably our our most outstanding performer this season, and Ryan Williams. So probably two of our best for the year out. So no one expected us to come through with that result. So it was policing to walk out of here and... Uh, on, on Saturday night with a smile on our faces and um, yeah, hopefully we can do it again tonight.
0: So saying that, it's a big game tonight against Brisbane Raw who have been miserly in conceding goals and they mm. haven't lost in eight. Yep. Uh, they're a good outfit and then you've got Sydney have seen a blockbuster game on Saturday night. Uh, you managed to record a couple of more wins. All of a sudden, as I said with Melbourne victory, they're five points out of the top six. That's the same scenario for the glory. Could really kick you, kickstart your season.
1: Really, really tight uh, ladder, like you said. And, um, yeah, uh, a win tonight does get us within touching distance of the six. Um, and we've got a good little run here. It's just um, the downside we've got is just they're so compressed, in, you know, within days of each other. So if we can hold up as a squad, uh, manage our recovery right, Um we could build some momentum here. And, um, you know, when we saw the fixtures and they were skewed the way they were, uh, we had hoped to have got a few more points on the road. That would have helped. But, yeah, it really is a, a game of fine margins. And, and the league, you know, anyone can beat anyone. I think mm. probably Melbourne City's probably out there yeah. on their own a little bit. And Central Coast have been going really well mm. as well. So, mm. um, yeah, but for the rest, um,
0: really tight. And um, it's exciting for fans. I've had the privilege uh, of doing the chairman's function for the Perth Glory again. So I've got to know that the new staff that you've brought on, I know one of your big jobs was to bring uh, staff to the football club. It seems to be going quite smoothly, Anthony. Even though you're here at Macedonia Park and you'd rather be at HBF Park, we understand that. Circumstances uh, prevailed that you had to come here. But I've I got a feeling, and I, I did speak to one of the long-term employees of the Perth Glory, And you don't know what I'm about to say, but I asked him, how's it going? And he's been under quite a few administrations. He reckons the best administration he's worked under. So it's compliments to you and the people that you've got in the club. So you must feel comfortable the clubs in the right direction.
1: Thanks for the kind words, Peter. Yeah, um, you know, um, this what's what's unfolded here at Macedonia Park and this venue situation was something we didn't foresee, you know. Uh, So that sort of has set us back a long way. Um, but and, but that aside, we've just tried to re- really focus on the things we can control. Um, Make like I said, um, getting getting a new administration together wasn't easy. But we managed to get some good people together quickly, so that's been a blessing. Um, it makes all the difference, you know, having competent people who've worked in sport, understand sport, um, have have that work ethic, um, and they can see the vision. You yeah. know, our, our initial vision was we'd have four games displaced from HBF, and we're really focused on HBF Park for nine games from January. So you know that was get the staff together. Know what we're doing, get our plan together, and then really hit the ground hard from January onwards. But then we'll hit with you know another six games of displacement, which which is something we didn't see. But um, yeah, um, like I said the other night here, um, so if we get a good role, um with the government and make sure that we're adequately compensated for our you know significant financial losses, we do have a good team here on field, um, just taking some time to develop. But off field, um, a really good team. Uh, really proud of what we've done and. Um, we just got to stay focused and just keep moving.
0: Okay, and as I'll let you go, I mean, thank you very much for your time. What's your next priority? Okay, the games are here. What's the next objective for Anthony Radich and his team?
1: Yeah, we want to we, we return at HBF Park on the tenth of March, so it's really important for the three games that we do have this year that that, that they're good spectacles. Um,
0: That's confirmed.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah we're back 10th of March um, it's, it's it's a bit it's still a little bit messy. we're back 10th of March and then back here which is unfortunate because the pitch is getting relayed at HBF Park for the first of April so uh, but we'll finish our last two games at HBF so the three games we're there we've just really got to make a really good spectacle we'll re-engage you know um, the people that haven't been coming um, be it because of capacity or you know corporate partners alike because the amenities are not here make sure they have a really good time build a platform for our membership drive into next year um, and then the other big goal for this club is is, is a home for the club. You know that's that's a, the longer term vision. That's a project we're working on in the background to make sure we've got all our all our teams, our men's, our women's, our academy teams, all housed in the one one complex, um, a place where where members and fans can come and, and meet and be a true club. You mm-hmm. know. Um.
0: You're enjoying the latest experience with the glory because you were here, of course, previously, but now as the CEO, you're enjoying the challenge.
1: Yeah, I am, Peter. I am. You know, um, I wasn't sure if I was, and then you know. Um, but you know, when I when I when I reflect back, um actually when I reflect back at these games each each night at Macedonia Park and you just you see you know where we've come in five months, um yeah. Um quite proud and um yeah, but a hell of a lot of work to do, but you know, glory and the sport itself, um really has huge untapped potential, and that's what drive myself and, and everyone else
0: at the club. Good on you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Good Peter. Good luck it. tonight. Cheers. Anthony Radditch, the CEO of the Perth Glory, joining us here on Sports Day with Peter Vlis. It's all thanks to Kia uh, and the Kia Sorrento Large SUV. We're going to take a break. Uh, of course, the hot topic tonight, thanks to Repco. For expert car service, book in at your local Repco authorised service centre. It was a sanction handed down by Football Australia on Melbourne victory. You heard about my thoughts on it. I just didn't think it was uh, hard enough. I think financially it was hard enough, but I still believe there should have been a points deduction. By the way, the world, uh, the Wildcats are in action tonight at 6:30. Against the New Zealand Breakers, if you would like to go, get behind the Perth Wildcats this season. Head to Ticketek.com.au now and pick up your tickets. And by the way, if you want to be kept up to uh, in, up to date with the A League, then download Keep Up. That's Keep Up Up. The home of everything A Leagues and watch the new docu series A Leagues All. Access. So there you go. Uh, that's for your A-League update. We'll take a break. On the other side of the break, we'll have a look at what's happening in the AFL today. Cricket and tennis. And then Ruben Zatkovich, the coach of the Perth Glory, will give us an insight on what the starting 11 will be tonight for the match against the Brisbane Roar. 20 past five here on Sports Day. Sports Day for Kia. The seven-seat
1: Kia Sorrento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your
0: nearest Kia dealer.